Hi everyone, Planty here. Before we start the pods, I just wanted to let you know, this week we're sponsored by World of Naples by Couch Bro Games. World of Naples is a 2D platformer in the style of all those classic NES, Master System and C64 games that you used to play as a kid. You can play any of the 20 levels in story mode as one of four different characters. There's a warrior, there's a ninja, of course there's a ninja, there's a hunter, and my favourite, you're a wizard, Planty! Each of which has their own special abilities and attributes. You can even play story mode, multiplayer, local or remote play, with a couple of pals. Each of the worlds has got a theme, so you've got like a grassland, there's an icy one, there's a fiery hell, and they've all got their own enemies. Frogs, blobs, and like environment murder machines, because I can't think of a better word for it. Spikes, you've got these swinging axes, which are fucking brilliant at murdering my characters. If you think about Great Gianni Sisters, kind of part way there, it's a bit of a Mario ripoff, but a lot of fun. That's not all though, there's a PvP in it, so you've got like six different arenas, and you can play up to four people in that. It gave me massive joust vibes, so much fun. World of Naples launches on Steam on the 15th of December, priced at $4.99, so you can add it to your wishlist today, ready for launch. But if you go over to our socials, there's going to be a chance to win free beta code uh, and get ahead of the pack. Any offers, discounts, updates, follow Couch Bro Games on Twitter at Couch Bro Games, or one word, Couch Bro Games, ahead of the launch of World of Naples on the 15th of December. Good luck, adventurer. Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Campbell, Walker, Ashbrook, Johnson, McNee, Warner, Foreman and Gilligan. We're looking at 1988's Waxwork. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty, and thank heavens for little girls. <laughs> and I'm uh, the other guy, John, and I'm kind of freaked out because that song always freaks me out every time I hear it on the radio. <laughs> it's just not right, is it? Because it's creepy <laughs> as fuck, mate. That's, That's why. <laughs> hey, buddy. How are you doing, John boy? I'm all right, I'm all right. Run up to Christmas and all that. Everyone's starting to get a bit more festive. So come next week, we should see trees going up. Well, I've seen trees going up already, so mm-hmm. they should be going up So people's asses at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, why so early? It's I, so fucking annoying. I, I guess if you've got now else in your life, you know, if you're Mariah Carey, this is all that your year has been building up to, <laughs> yeah. I assume. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about this week, John? So we're looking at waxwork. Now... I thought when you said it, I was thinking House of Wax with Paris Hilton. Right, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, but I when I watched this, I was, I was <laughs> ten times better. I I have, uh, or, or I had really fond memories of this, right? Because it was one of these that I must have rented as a kid that I shouldn't have rented when I was at that period yes. of renting films. When I was at, at my dad's uh, and and stepmom's house, that I would yeah. rent the films that I shouldn't rent because. The video shop on the corner would just be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. We know your mum and dad, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And I'd have been like nine or ten. So, Aye. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And I remember it. I don't know. I just remember certain bits about it really, really well. And then when we watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is going on here? 
Do you know what makes it? It's obviously it's, it's maybe a comedy, but makes what makes it even funnier is some of the non-characters in it. The overacting in it is unbelievable, oh, man. It's I, I hilarious. Didn't remember it as a comedy at all, mate. <laughs> I remembered it as a proper straight horror film. No, no. no. But yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> it, it, it plays it for laughs, doesn't it? It does. Um, this, of course, is the podcast where we try and learn a hundred things from every film. John's watched it. I've watched it. We've come up with a list a list of things of about ten. John, to be honest, uh, and I always say that, and I've always got more. Um, I know. And and uh, and we're going to try and get to a hundred. Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight, though. What else could we have been talking about? What a year! Uh, loads of films, absolutely amazing films in nineteen eighty-eight. And I wish I could tell you them, but if you listen to our nineteen uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode, you'll find oh, out. Really? Oh, fantastic! And I, I, wow, I assume that when we did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you then refer somebody back to the. It's like a fucking like some sort of wormhole. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, there's always so many you could do. I'm actually going to start just scra- scrapping that. Of course you are. Of course you are, John. <laughs> you say you say this every couple of weeks, and then you're back in there. I get it. You're back in there trying to get them hooked on uh, more films. Do you know what? Roger, who named Roger Rabbit was a good episode, so I hope you do go back and listen. It's one of my favourites. <laughs> I also hope you go back and listen to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, shall we start? Let's do it. Get on then. Uh, right, okay. So we start, uh, it's a it's a Vestron picture, <laughs> which I was oh, like, uh, okay, is that the robot that joins together uh, from different ships and as a sword and then does that? Uh, oh no, that's uh, that's Voltron, isn't it? That's e- easily. <laughs> I thought it was it. Remember Viacom? Viacom. <laughs> Viacom. <laughs> Do you remember Viacom? Yeah. No, not the not the same. Not one. Not one and not the same. Um, the biggest hit that I could find Vestron Pictures had uh, was uh, Dirty Dancing. Wow. Oh, Jerry Orbach. Why won't you let baby dance? And why did you call your child baby as well? I've never really got that. Yes, you're right. Uh, They are most famous, John, for Twister. Oh, R.I.P. No, not that one. No. Some Harry Dean Stanton relationship comedy from 1989. Bollocks. Absolutely bollocks. Next. Uh, Big Man on Campus. You remember that? Uh, Rob Schneider? Uh, No, is that Dead Man on Campus? Big man on campus. I think he's hunchback in Notre Dame, but he's a giant or something. I can't remember. Oh man! Um, Hider in the house where Gary Busey's a home invader. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna invade Mimi Rogers' house. I'm coming to get you with my big teeth. <laughs> um, coincidentally, that's actually one of my nightmares: is <laughs> Gary Busey <laughs> invading my home. I mean, at you, he's Nashers. Yeah, uh, and a bunch of films for bad movie podcasts. Are uh, you listening, Joe? Uh, Sundown colon The Vampire Retreat, uh, which sounds like Rancho Relaxo from The Simpsons. Uh, Street <laughs> Trash, Class of nineteen ninety nine, which is brilliant by the Ooh, way. Oh, is it? No, no, it's from Newcomb. Uh, Class, Class of Newcomb High is also very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm saving the best for last. A gnome named Norm. Spelt with a no G. Way. And I am telling you, I saw the... the, the I, I looked at all of these because I was like, I definitely know Class of 99. I looked at the picture of this, the the, the front, like the, the poster, and I was like, yeah. fuck, I think I've seen a gnome named Norm. <laughs> a gnome named Norm is... Oh, fuck, stop saying a gnome named Norm. Uh, is is uh, this little fucking... It, you know, station, right? It's the right. same kind of character build, but it's little and it's a cop. All right. Does does that ring any bells to you? No. Because it, no. it, it, it dislodged some man. shit in my head. And I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure either I rented that or my stepsister rented that and I must have watched it. 
but I remember not a fucking thing about it. Does sound like a video van effort, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Well and truly. So this house is getting ransacked to what sounded like the music from The Mask. (laughs) It it, it wasn't. I couldn't find this piece of music on The Mask soundtrack. And yes, listeners, I listened to the whole of The Mask soundtrack to see if I could (laughs) ascertain what this was. Uh, Oh, somebody Um, stop me. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Um, This guy gets beaten, thrown into the fire. Uh, I'd written a man on fire, but it was actually just his head. I wrote that as well, just for you, because exclamation mark, exclamation mark, man on fire straight after that. You'd love it. I wish we were watching Denzel Washington in Man on Fire instead. Um, In in the same house, many, many years later, uh, Zach Gilligan uh, and his island. Before you go, I've got a fact. A fact fact about men on fire. I know that. But um, when he was grabbing stuff, so he set him on fire, but he was yeah. grabbing stuff out like in a yeah. cabinet. One of them was an army medal. Did you see it? I thought it was like an iron cross or something. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking up uh, sort of not the most expensive or the most sought after, but looking at medals in general, looks like the Victoria Cross is a holy grail of medal for medal collectors because there's only 1,300 of them in existence. Oh, right. Wow. Wow. There's lots more than that. The George's Cross is the next one down, but have yeah. you ever, ever get your hands on Victoria Cross? Okay. Grab it with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she's cross. Yes. Victoria's uh, cross. Yeah. You you always pull out the medal facts. This isn't the first time that you've come up with some some big medal facts, so I like that. Well, you know, just as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need to find out about medal. <laughs> uh, Zach Gilligan's getting told off by his mam for drinking with the staff, apparently, on a night. He's yeah. also not allowed coffee. And his line is, I need the caffeine badly. I was like, <laughs> no, fucking I was really bad. It is, what is this? Gauntlet. Zach Gilligan needs caffeine badly. Uh, uh, I, did look up, I did look that up because uh, I didn't know there was like an age restriction on drinking coffee. Did you know that? I did, not, not, not in Glasgow, oh. there isn't. No, certainly not. But Because the, the recommended, recommended drinking ages, so in... The UK it is 16, right? Which is fine because you think 16 is fine. Mm-hmm. But in the USA, it ranges between 12 years old and 18. All right. 12 year old hot dog and caffeine. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't even get me started on smoking. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you start, it's really hard to give up. That's why. Um, <laughs> He's de- he's de- like there's loads of deliveries in this where he's like brandoing on the waterfront. Uh, <laughs> you're kind of like, what film are you in? What is he trying to do? Yeah. With um. The 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 scene before I do this all the time, don't I? Listen, I really need to get better. This the scene before where he's um where where he, the guy's getting burgled. Uh, in 2021, 22, there were 192,060 home burglaries reported in England and Wales, which is an average of 526 burglaries a day. Or a house being burgled every 164 seconds, which is wow. why you left Glasgow, John. And in fact, the I numbers know. dropped in Glasgow since you left. <laughs> since but I left, strangely, I... it's gone up in Sterling. Can't quite, nobody can quite figure that I out. That. There's a robber <laughs> following me. <laughs> There's a correlation somewhere. Um, US stats from 2022 show that about 2.5 million burglaries happen per year, 66% of them are home break ins. And during the day, there can be as many as uh, 1,495,790 residential burglaries. Like every, per year. Every, per year. Yeah, not like every day. <laughs> but like, like, like more than half of them happen 
during the day. During the it seems day. really. I, I guess people are out during the day, isn't it? So I suppose that's where the daylight robbery thing yeah. comes in. Eh? <laughs> um, I've got a fact about <laughs> wood and coal burning fires. Okay. The old promise is not up to date. I can only find it from 2019, but it says uh, 2019 nearly 130,000 homes in the US still burn coal fires. Right. Wow. I don't know. We're not allowed to, are we? I think. Yeah, of course we are. Are we? Yeah, of course you are. Maybe we yeah. should be batter straight in then. Well, no, we shouldn't because, you know, the, the, the environment. I, because I believe the children are our future. <laughs> burn some coal and let them breathe the air. Anyway, yeah. Okay. What about Pete? Burn some Pete. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who's Pete? He's <laughs> the guy that fell on the fire at the beginning of the film. <laughs> uh, Zach Gilligan's still making films, John, but none that you'd see anywhere, anywhere other than the Sci Fi Channel. Um, yeah. Coming later this year is a voice in Gremlins, the secret of the Mogwai cartoon. Yak. Yeah, no, no, thank you. You you are fine with that. It looks kind of rotoscoped kind of animation. You oh, know, like really? that, that Turtles cartoon of a few yeah, years yeah. ago, which actually yeah, was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. And I'm like, ah, are we still doing the Jet Set Radio thing in 2022? <laughs> are we still doing that? That's not a thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the director is a guy called Anthony Hickox. This was yep. his first film, disappointingly not his last. The aforementioned Sundown Vampire in Retreat. Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, which is my second favourite Hellraiser film. It's the one with the guy smoking all the way through the film uh, and having sex. Um, and something called Contaminated Man that I can find absolutely nothing about, but cost $6 million in the year 2000, so you know it's done. Jenkins is this butler, and as he's leaving, he's like, "Your caffeine, sir." <laughs> but he's not like he's not very posh. He's like, "Oh, God blimey, sir! Your caffeine, uh, do you, do you and know who your nicotine." Like? <laughs> do you on. know who he looked like? And as soon as I saw him, uh, Ian Blackfund, the SNP uh, guy, he does a little bit. <laughs> It's yes, <laughs> lost a lot of weight. I know, <laughs> huh? um, yeah, he, he does. Uh, uh, he gives him this tab uh, and a coffee, which he necks. And oh, obviously, that, that was the smoking thing I was talking about. I yeah. didn't realize this, but uh, on December 20th, uh, 2019, the president signed legal legislation raising the federal age to from 18 to 21 year old for smoking. All right, excellent. Good lad. So he so that's good. That's, Fantastic. That's he doesn't remember doing it, but he did do oh, it. Uh, good old <laughs> Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These two women, Sarah and China, China, uh, are talking about Mark and Jonathan. China's been out with both. They walk past the waxwork and fucking Willy Wonka appears out of nowhere. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I startle you? <laughs> the delivery's brilliant. I know. Uh, <laughs> Did you did you do you recognise this guy by the way? Yeah, David Warner. David Warner. Yeah, the, the, the Tron buddy. <laughs> He's the Tron buddy. Uh, they call him a crazy old man at one point. He was forty-seven, John. Uh, Another yeah. instance of the fact that we've was lived he, too long. Is, was he no man? Was he no born in Manchester or something? Like that? He I'm could curious. be. He could be. Uh, Zach, Zach, Zach would have been 24 year old when, when this was made. 24? Well. He's meant to be yeah, like he's, 17 he's or something. Uh, he's maybe in college, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, we've got to get to school. Goodbye, mister. And he goes, mister? <laughs> he's like, mister? Question mark. I was like, have they just assumed his gender and he's upset? <laughs> I know. Or mister's my dad. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. 
um, he invites him to this grand opening party at midnight. Don't bring any more than six friends. <laughs> okay, uh, right? You're like, okay. Um, all these houses, like, Mark is meant to be fucking loaded, by the way. And yeah. his house, like, they've got a butler and they've got a housekeeper. But the house opens up right onto the street. <laughs> like, they've got, yeah. like, it's not like a gated... I didn't get that at all. The the house that the wax that just looked at a place and everywhere yeah. else, didn't it? It just yeah. didn't look right. But apparently it's a real place and they've had to grow the hedges so tall so that people wouldn't keep coming and looking at it. Who the fuck like is after watching this film is going, let's go and have a look at it's not like the spaced house, is it? I don't <laughs> It's just no sort of something I would want to do it. Exactly. It's like it's like going, Oh, hang on, I really like Sweet Sixteen. Let's go to Greener can stand outside the tall flats. Do you know what I mean? I, no. I really like I really like where that Norman Bates stays. <laughs> uh, Mark's late into his class where they're learning about Nazi Germany's Operation Barbosa. Uh, the teacher tells him off uh, and uh, he's like just some Nazi guy. I've won a 40 page essay on the problem with dictators. I'm like, yeah. wow, what again? What film are you I'm in? Thinking on that. Like, what a dictator that is. What a dick. <laughs> Operation Barbosa, the invasion of the Soviet Union by the Nazis, uh, starting 22nd of June 1941, named after Frederick. Barbosa or Frederick I, who was the Roman emperor. Uh, the USSR uh, lost 4.4 million soldiers, including 3.3 million POWs, but still fucking won. Jesus you know, I mean, say what you want about that Stalin. He really knew how to kill his own people. I know, cannon fodder, man. <laughs> Jesus. Absolutely. Captain Barbosa. <laughs> <laughs> you like waxworks well you're in one <laughs> or something uh, we meet Tony here as well All right, uh, and these couple of other characters who were so not characters that I didn't even write their names down yeah, I'm the same. They were fodder. They were fodder, weren't they? They were, yeah. they were USSR. They're sat on this, uh, on on these bleachers, aren't they? It's like a really, really shit Breakfast Club, and I think the Breakfast Club shit. So, you know, just imagine <laughs> how bad I think this is. And Double shit. Jonathan, Mark, China, and Sarah with the couple choose to get the waxworks, and they're having a wee drinky poos in someone's house, aren't they? Aye, but before that, were they no talking to talking to that about that Jonathan that bleaches on steroids? Oh yeah, he does mention that he's on yeah because th- this Jonathan is the other guy that China's been going out with, and there's this fu- like ballet Aye, bit, keep, and they keep doing this sort of thing with the wiener thing. But I looked it up. Apparently, steroids are not prone to shrink penises, but the Tesco's because they're not um, producing testosterone, the balls shrink. All oh, right, okay. So your dick stays the same, but your balls shrink. Ah. I want to know. Nah. <laughs> my, my, my balls are already tiny as it is. <laughs> so we, we find that China and Mark have dated, but she wants better, she claims, inverted commas, uh, wants something with a little je ne sais quoi. Well, that'll come back. Um, the couple freak out. The other couple freak out and they leave. They don't want to be there. The yeah. door's opened by this little person actor. Oh, my God. Welcome to the Vax Vac. We were expecting more. <laughs> Again, mate, there's a reason Like your biggest role was not you talking. <laughs> I know. I thought that. I th- honestly, because of like, that, that's, that's racist. But th- th- are they Hungarian or something? Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
Hey, expecting more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, is he French? Is he is he German? What's I'm going gonna on get, here? I'm gonna get it. How far away are they? Um, the little person actor is called Michu Messeros. Uh, he was Alf in the TV show, oh, Alf, or at Jesus. least he was in the costume. I uh, was in the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat eating wow. twat. Um, <laughs> uh, he did the stunts for Baby Mikey in the Look Who's Talking film. What? You know, because that baby could no. walk, but obviously it couldn't. Jesus. No. God, don't teach me back. Yeah, yeah I don't that's think science, that's something just cast the alley. <laughs> ever need to visit again with a nope. with a with a boss that was also Mikey's. Ah, uh, Siegel won it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. The dad in Goldbergs. That's oh. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, oh man. Oh no, we don't need to watch that for an episode. <laughs> No, no, we don't. A lot of songs. A lot of songs. Um, I assume that's something that will never stream because it will never get... No one's willing to pay for all of those fucking Beach Boys songs that are in it. <laughs> all right. God, I know. Jesus. Uh, Mark's not having a great time. and They're sat waiting in this antechamber. And China says they could have replaced him with somebody else. And I, I still can't figure out why this was written. I really can't. But the line is, who with... Maurice Chevalier, and then he does Zank Evans for Little Girls. I can't put it together. No, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thank Heavens for Little Girls is from the 1958 film Gigi, uh, and in 2004 it finished at 56 on the American Film Institute's 100 Years 100 Songs survey of top tunes in American cinema. Uh, sung, of course, by Maurice Chevalier, as we have just said. Uh, he'd been dead for 16 years by the point of making this reference. So the writer <laughs> of this gag was a fucking old as balls. No uh, Maurice was a French singer and actor. And even when he was the highest paid star in Hollywood, he had a reputation for being tight, basically. He admitted <laughs> he didn't want to spend his money on things such as the blade of his razor because he'd grown up in poverty. And the line that he he, he he's he used for this was poverty is a disease that can never be cured. And I'm like, fucking that is too true, son. That is too (laughs) true right now. (laughs) Yeah. So, but again, it just didn't make any sense to me. I I don't understand that. The door to the waxwork opens and in they go. Right. These waxworks, by the way, John, I don't know what you thought, but I thought they were so realistic. They actually looked like people so much so that you could see them breathing or moving slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure at one point one of them winked. (laughs) I mean, probably if you're watching on VHS in 1989, you probably wouldn't notice. But yeah, watching watching on HD on Shudder, it was, uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll come to all of them as we go through, but my favourite one of the ones that we see at this point is the Invisible Man force-feeding a woman Ethel from a pump. Yeah, I've I seen that because I'm like, what the hell was that all about? <laughs> but I, I actually looked up the Invisible Man because obviously it's a, it's a fictional character, mm. but uh, I didn't realise it was uh, H.G. Wells that, that pretty much yeah, made up the, yeah, yeah. the idea of the Invisible Man in uh, 1897, no less. All right, excellent. Um, they're looking at these, that they're all separate. Uh, Tony looks at one, uh, probably the most boring one of all, right? It's just a cabin that we I, see anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, this is awesome. Yeah, okay. Um, he goes to light his cigarette. And 
I, I, flicks <laughs> like just flicks the lighter for miles, and I'm like, no, that's no. not how that works. Um, <laughs> and he's like, ah, I guess no one will notice if I go and get it. And, and I hadn't remembered this this particular thing of the film at all. That this is the thing. They then go through a barrier, and yeah. they're in and the world the of the what? Yeah, in the scene. That's yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, I was like, okay, this took a fucking turn that I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, because so. I I was the same. I was like, how did how does this come about again? But then obviously, as soon as I seen the the ripples, I'm like, oh, yeah. they're away into another yeah. universe. He, he when he's there, he's in this darkened wood and he's dressed differently. This terrible wig that he's got on, oh, uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, uh, oh, who. Who put acid in my drink again? And I'm like, what the fuck are these kids doing? Uh, acid is LSD. It's a class A in the UK, which means you'll get seven years in the clink and possibly an unlimited fine in the UK. Nice. Uh, in America, you'd probably be murdered for it or something, I assume. Because, uh, you know, prisons. Uh, is it still a thing? I thought it ended in the late 90s. No, it's <laughs> definitely still a thing. It's definitely still a thing. He heads to this house where this guy's holed up. Did you spot who it was, John? Oh, God, I it was... Um, Indy! Jonathan Reese davis Yeah, Jonathan Reese davis He's in everything, man. Yeah. Look back in some old films, he's done a lot, a lot of films. He, he is in a lot of stuff. The, the, the greatest line, of course, from this is... Um, is bad date isn't it you know the monkey oh, aye, the monkey aye. eats the poison Pod dates pardon, yeah grabs it, don't you? yeah uh, dates are high in sugar alcohol known as sorbitol uh, which can increase bowel movements and should be avoided if you're experiencing diarrhea oh uh, those with ibs or sensitivities may also wish to avoid dates due to their high fructose concentration there you go <laughs> fructose so turns out that this awful fucking right wing bastard that is Gimli, because he's ta- he's been on. He's I don't know if you see John. It's I I didn't I didn't go into it, but he's been on um, he's been on Question Time a fair bit in recent years. Just, oh really? Just randomly telling women to shut up <laughs> and oh, stuff like God. that. Yeah. Uh, he he's yeah he he voted Brexit and all that. Anyway, I guess like you know the older you get, the more right wing you get. Not me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be gluing myself to the fucking motorway shortly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 42. I'll be the oldest person that's ever done it. Um, but he's a he's a werewolf. Okay. Now, yeah. when I was watching this, all I could think was how good that werewolf looked in American Werewolf in London. Brilliant transformation. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. This looked like a fucking Care Bear, didn't it? <laughs> It's it really bad. The only thing that was good on it was ears. Because that's, that was <laughs> that's these cool. moving ears, like right, antenna. It's the only thing that can bloody move. <laughs> uh, uh, I tried. I tried to do the same with this. Look up the origins of werewolf, but there's just too many. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Uh, it's Eastern European, I think. Well, they're saying that they f- it first appeared in ancient Greece and Rome oh, um, right. in poems and uh, philosophical texts. So that's bloody well BC in it. Twenty one BC or somewhere. Mm. So. Uh, it's, it's been a long time. Can't even that one down. Uh, Tony leaves to get some wood, and when he comes back, as you said, the the werewolf costume here, it really does look like Chewbacca fuck Gizmo. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> it's very, really bad. Um, he bites Tony as the werewolf hunter comes in with his helper, who for some reason gets ripped ripped down the middle. Yeah. yeah, is it no the, the director's brother? It or is something? the director's brother? Yeah. <laughs> um, the hunter takes down. I've written Chumo here. 
before shooting Tony, who's now transformed. Now they blatantly took some of the 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 bits, you know, the the bit with the teeth coming yeah. through and the and the eyes, the contact lenses and things. They've taken that from America World in London, but yeah. they did it on pennies. Uh, we then pan across to Mark walking past the exhibit, and we see the you know the the dead werewolf, and, and then here, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, China heads over to this Dracula exhibit. So Dracula's leaning over nothing at this point. Yeah. She, she's like, yeah, yeah. "What are you looking at? I'll have a look." And she goes into the fucking thing. Open your fucking eyes, and you can see. Yeah, he's the stairs. Yeah. Now, <laughs> th- th- now I've I've got to be clear, listeners. All of these, all of these bits, all of these skits are shit, right? But some are a lot more shit than others. Right. This is the, this is the next to next to worst bit, right, of the whole <laughs> film, John. You know exactly the bit I'm coming to. That's right. the worst, yeah, yeah. the fucking worst non-event <laughs> of a bit, right? But it keeps fucking. Right, well, we'll get to that bit, right? So she goes over to Dracula, and. She, as she goes through, she's instantly dressed in this Natalie Portman white swan dress. Yeah, isn't she? It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. weird with all the bits sticking out of it. Um, Dracula invites her to join him and his wives of Dracula for dinner, as well as his son of Dracula. Like what? <laughs> like what? I, I mean, I know, like, like they did a lot of shit in those um, Universal movies, didn't they? Yeah, but <laughs> I was the son of Dracula. No, absolutely not. Um, Little Drax. They, uh, they give her this bowl of, of raw meat. I hope you like raw meat. And she's like, oh yeah, I love steak tartare. Steak tartare is ground minced beef. Uh, I'd rather have mince and tatties myself. Uh, or a nice cottage pie. Uh, you can right. get a venison tartare at the Ivy in Glasgow, John. But you'd know that because you were there, yeah, boy. Recently, never, never got, never got that. Though. You didn't at thirteen ninety five. Yum, but also oh. that's your fucking starter, are we? Aye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, dangers of eating raw meat, though, John. Uh, raw meat can contain harmful bacteria, including salmonella, listeria. Camp Lactober, which I think is probably that thing where you don't <laughs> masturbate in a month, uh, and E. coli that can cause food poisoning. Uh, these bacteria are destroyed only if meat is correctly cooked. Right. But that's not where it ends, because he pours some gravy over it, and the gravy was just blood. Just blood, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, Have some gravy. What? Um, <laughs> You shouldn't drink blood uh, because drinking animal or human blood can have severe health risks, including the risk of contracting a bloodborne illness such as hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and hepatitis N through Z. No, uh, norovirus or HIV. Bloodborne there, eh? not bloodborne. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick up on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, this, this, these bits of meat, these chunks of meat in this though, weren't actually meat. Oh, did you have a look and see what they were? Chunks of rhubarb. <laughs> Oh, and rhubarb and grapes. I was like, why are the circular bits? Rhubarb and grapes, apparently. <sighs> According to the IMDB, but you know, could be fucking lies, couldn't it? After dinner, China's shown to a room and Son of Dracula creeps in and tries to bite her. She runs into the dungeon where her fiance is, and it looks like the bathroom from the first Saw film. <laughs> What's going so, on here? Uh, when when she ran in, I thought it was like a modern theme because it was like white tiles, wasn't yeah. it? And I was like, oh, what's this? That's weird. But yeah, it turns out they're still in that bloody universe. No, don't turn on the light, darling. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and he's had all the flesh stripped from his left leg, which is obviously yep. what they've been eating. 
Uh, Dracula <laughs> Jr. comes down and they fumble about a bit um, before she stabs him with a knife, which of course has no effect. Then she yeah. grabs two knives and makes him into a crucifix before melting his face. Yeah. <laughs> and then his head explodes. <laughs> Do you know the thing that really annoyed me is, I don't know if you noticed this, but even though they were, it was a uh, tiled background, so there was tiled wall, there was tiled this and that, when she gets her back, uh, pushed back into the, the tiles, you can actually see the gap moving. Oh, so no, I didn't! Oh, what a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All the way through, like, they keep accidentally touching, or they keep touching this guy's leg. This guy's and leg, he's like, yeah. ah, whoa, no! Ooh, and then he jumps on it at one point, doesn't he? And just twists it and on him. The fiance tells her to break a chair and use the leg as a stake, which she does, like with the ease of breaking apart a cake. <laughs> this chair, this like yeah. breakaway prop is made of fucking polystyrene <laughs> or something, isn't it? Uh, she takes down the brides with this stake, except for one. Who gets popped through with champagne corks on this wine Aye. rack? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think that would work. I don't think no. corks are a stake. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, you spot all the corks popping out as she kind yeah, of yeah. threw a cork. It was, it was, it was a good effect, lot. though. Yeah. It was a good effect. I think they were just trying to do it for the effect, to be honest. Uh, she heads upstairs, um, and we hear bats. Bat! Uh, and Daddy Dracula's here. Right. Yeah, he eats her on the stairs, and the scene freezes. Mark walks past, and that's what he was, you that's know, leaning on the stairs over. So that must be it, because they must be there to finish the scene. Because at one point in the film, says we just need two more. That's so right, and that's exactly it. And we learn a little bit later on. Um, I think these vampires are rubbish, John. But I, I would be keen to know what you think of the worst vampires <laughs> in film. Right. Okay. Mine just. <laughs> One of them you're definitely going to hate, but you're going to agree with the rest of them, probably. Right, so... William Marshall and Blackula, right? Okay. It's not, because, it's not because they're bad Dracula, it's because it has started that whole black exploitation horror thing. Girl, the blood's so black and blow to blame. <laughs> Funky. <laughs> um, the second one, I don't, you're probably not going to agree with me, but George Hamilton and uh, Love at First Bite. George Hamilton is my number three, John. Is it really? <laughs> it's, yeah. I've seen Love at First Bite an alarming number of times as a kid. Oh, so bad, but, but it, crushed my, it crushed my soul because, bear in mind, I'd been watching um, the Hammer House of Horror mm-hmm. stuff, so I'd, yeah. I'd seen the evolution there, yeah. and then all of a sudden watching them in these romantic contexts, yeah. I'm like, no! No, I'm with you. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and my last one, obvious, Robert Pattinson and Twilight. Okay. All right. Ruined it. Ruined I, it. I don't disagree. I have got uh, George Hamilton, of course. Love at first bite. Uh, <laughs> Dracula in that awful Monster Squad film that came out about oh, the same time yeah. as this. I hated that film even as a kid. I know. Like, oh, uh, Wolfman's got knives. Shut no. up, you little piece of fucking puke, kid. That was a, that was a bag of yeah. shit. I, the, the kid that goes, oh, the Wolfman's got knives, and the other kid. We saw at Horrorcon, um, I think, for the love of horror, a couple of years ago. Aye. Just stood like they were. They were doing like a thing, and it was like, oh, and if anyone wants to ask question to the thing, yeah, oh, uh, did you come up with the line? Wolfman's got nerds. no. I didn't come up with the line. Wolfman's got nerds, but I've got a lot of jobs out of it. Fuck off, you fifty-year-old <laughs> prick. Uh, I know a lot of people. There's a lot of love for Monster Squad, but you know what? If if go back and watch it, it's Aye. fucking the garbage. monsters aren't it one of that scary at all. No, uh, no, no. Absolutely not. Uh, and number one, John, I've got Cedric Diggory in Twilight as well. 
Yeah, I just I, he drives a fucking Volvo in that first what, film. A I, Volvo. I, I think, and and the fact is that, that vampires may be intimidating or powerful, mm. um, but it was nothing about him. He was no. just a stroppy fucking money got teenager. Yeah. It was just that was just a bag of shit. And and he, and he can go out in the daytime. What's that all about? Yeah, yeah, but the sparkle. The sparkle. I know. Yeah, oh. and like the the first giveaway, the first dead giveaway, to my mind, is absolutely that he is not a teenager. Is he's driving a Volvo? He's quite blatantly a hundred years old because he drives Aye. a Volvo. Simple. Volvo. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Safety first. Safety first. <laughs> and the fact is, and the fact is, he was a creepy bastard. So when you look at it in context, him mm-hmm. flying into her room and just sitting yeah. watching her sleep and that, yeah. oh, it's so man. As it, as it, fuck, it's fucking creepy, man. No. It's it, yeah, it's <laughs> it's fucking grooming, is what it is. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, it's also really badly written. <laughs> Mark pauses at this phantom of. The opera, right? Not yep. not Gerard Butler one, uh, which people still say to me. Are you sure Gerard Butler was in a Phantom of the Opera film? Yes, yes, yes. And I think Andy, he sings. I, I think Andy he was going to be on my vampire list as well. He was in Dracula Two Thousand. We um, Johnny, Johnny Lee, Lee Miller. Miller. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever seen it. Have you not? No, uh, I think I think because was it Dracula Two Thousand was meant to come out in two thousand, came out like two thousand two or something. <laughs> <laughs> like rename it for God's sake. Wait. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Oh, looked up the origins of Phantom of the Opera. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Apparently, it's just based on a ghost story. Oh, so right, there's, okay. Nobody actually just wrote a book about it. It's basically just a, an old tale about a, a guy who had a, a ballerina uh, fiancé. She died. He got disfigured, but he chose to live inside the opera house for the rest of his days. But that's basically all I've got on it. Oh, right, okay. This... Now, there was some fucking connection here, which... I was like, that can't be on purpose. And it was just because I paused it at this point mm-hmm. and I went to the loo, right? So I paused it at the Phantom of the Opera bit. And when I paused it, because it's on Shudder, which is through Amazon, it comes up with the list of people that are in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you, and yeah. This, this Sarah <coughs> character, it gave me her full name. Her full name is Sarah Brightman. <gasps> no. Not that one, no, but it's a really no cool Phantom Connection, which yeah, Biggie yeah, yeah. would have been really proud of fucking doing, and I'm not going to make it a fact. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's crazy, though. I did it? look up Sarah Brightman, English classical crossover soprano singer, actress, and dancer. Uh, starred in Hot Gossip and made West End debut in Cats. Uh, Time to Say Goodbye duet with Andrea Botticelli uh, became the highest and fastest selling single of all time in Germany in 1996 John, it charted at number 20 where? The Netherlands. Correct. You, <laughs> the thought Netherlands. I was, you thought I was going to get you there. I you thought I was going to get you, you like got it me last week. week. No, I, I was, I was, I was hesitant. Week. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, yeah, fantastic. So, Sarah Brightman, real person not that one, uh, but yeah uh, Phantom of the Opera woman I should date uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh man! I mean, she was Braw as well, and he has got man. There's hope for all of us. He's like a live action spitting image puppet. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, Billy Peltzer heads off uh, to find the other two. Uh, it looks like Sarah Brightman's going to walk up to the Marquis de Sade, but Mark stops yep. her. Um, 
the little fella says, Jonathan and China left early with one another. They looked very much in love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Enough of you. Come on. I miss this bit on my notes where he's having this argument fight with this fucking huge lurch character. I know. He's I like, know. Do you know I meant to wait till I ring the bell before you bring the drinks? You're like, whoa, whoa, what? What? And we know what that guy's that big guy's capable of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Billy's upset, of course, um, because uh, previously China was going out with this Charles Atlas character, uh, uh, and, to- and 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 now it's Tony. Does she know what she wants? She doesn't know what she wants. Uh, Tony, Tony, we now see ringing China's mum from a payphone. Oh, um, me. That's just, that's that's the bit that got me because cool. all he's done is phone her up and says, uh, "Do you know where China is?" And he's like, "Oh, she went to a waxwork museum." And next minute, he just fucking wanders a glass, didn't he? <laughs> For no reason. I was like, "Man, talk about overacting! What is that all about?" <laughs> There's plenty of it. Gee, thank you. <laughs> Tony now goes to the museum. Uh, he's looking at the Phantom of the Opera exhibit. Uh, David Warner gives him a fright and explains yep. he's the proprietor. Tony's impressed. Uh, by the exhibit and says the mask looks like the one used in the film. David Warner says, they made a film with the Phantom of the Opera? <laughs> he says, several. Oh, they'll make a movie about anything nowadays. And he pushes him in. <laughs> Do you like a closer look? <laughs> yeah. And then we see Tony dead, dressed as like a bobby, isn't he? Straight off the bat, yeah. yeah. Lutcher just pushed him in and next minute he's dead. So yeah. that, was, that was quite good. I found four different versions of the Phantom of the Opera film. Oh, yeah, right, of okay. course, there's the original, and there's a couple of Hammer ones, uh, the original silent one, which is really good, by the way. I've seen that a few times. Um, and then there's, of course, that piece of shit, Gerard. The Jerry Butler yeah. one. Uh, I, think they, I think David Warner is, is the second best thing in this whole film. Like, all the way through, you're like, again, I know I always say this, but he, he, he got the brief, didn't he? He knew what he, he, knew what he was doing. Yeah. He didn't take it too seriously yeah. at all. I loved it. Outside, Mark and Sarah nearly kiss. She likes him, but she's looking for more than him. Okay. It just gets a bit rough for me round here. Um, he says it's okay. Go home and get some sleep. Um, back at Mark's little mansion, the Central American housekeeper's written the trouble with the dictators thing. <laughs> she, uh, the line is, he's reading it as he goes, I think dictators are the bad people. They have the shouting voices and the small moustaches. Small moustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. Uh, <laughs> the next morning, Mark's on the phone to China's mum, uh, who tells him she never came home. Uh, but she doesn't seem bothered. Uh, uh, she must not seem bothered at all because, yeah. you know, there's no, like, any police or anything. But she's also not bothered by the fact different lads keep ringing for her. Aye. Like yeah, all yeah. these lads keep ringing for China, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, she didn't come home. Oh yeah, she went to the waxworks. You know, you know." <laughs> of course, we're now back at the bleachers. Uh, Tony's not there, um, but Mark explains to the rest of the gang. Uh, he went to the waxworks, couldn't find either of them, so he's heading to the cops. Right. Yep. This detective explains there's been thirteen missing people. Do you know how many people have gone missing? No, thirteen in the last two weeks. <laughs> What are you doing about it? You're the, <laughs> you're the police. You know, <laughs> like fucking West Yorkshire police versus uh, the Yorkshire Ripper. Come on, do something about it. Mark explains he thinks they're in the waxwork. So the cop's like, you better not be pulling my chain. Uh, and he goes in. 
Warner offers him to see the displays. Uh, he says the kids can't come in because they're not open yet. And they can't have possibly have been in unless they broke in. And the cops are like, yeah, fucking kids. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the cop likes the mummy one and Warner tries to push him in uh, but he's made of sterner stuff isn't he <laughs> he must must have had one Aye. foot in front of the other oh yeah yeah because it was, it was literally just it's like no I'm alright yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah and outside he tells Mark to stop being a stupid kid uh, Mark runs into class grabs Sarah goes, I'm so sick it's viral and Sarah's contagious too and I was like like post Covid that would probably work Oh God, She's I, like, we're going to yeah, get expelled. Yeah, yeah. Why would they get expelled if they're at college? They're not at school. You do what you want at college. If you're not well, you just go home. You just go away. Um, I don't even need to ask to go to the toilet. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the detective can't stop thinking about the waxwork, and he heads in to see what the crack is. Uh, he looks at Dracula, and he takes a cutting from the wax, but under the wax, there's flesh. Flesh. Yeah, yeah, uh, straight away to be like, oh, yeah. that's no good. And he's trying to get it in this little baggie and he can't. And then he eventually just picks it up and puts it in. And I'm like, was that written? <laughs> could he not do that? You know, was that just that happened? I couldn't get it. I couldn't pick it up. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, right, okay, how's he able to walk into that without going into time work? But I think once the scene is set, then... Yes, I assume so. Yeah, that, it, that yeah, yeah. He, yeah, it doesn't need another person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're now in Mark's attic with uh, Sarah... And Mark, he's looking through his granddad's stuff, including this cutting of his grandfather's death, which was reported in the paper. We see that he's the guy that got robbed and killed at the start, and that the guy that ro- that that robbed him was David Warner, who hasn't aged a day. Exactly. Uh, creepy. Sarah Lincoln, finds a book on the David David Lincoln. His name is David Lincoln. Yeah. Sarah finds a book on the Marquis de Sade, which she caresses, and it starts glowing. It's this magic book in an attic. It's like never-ending story. It's like the beginning of Shrek, isn't it? <laughs> um, she gets all steamy and sweaty from this glowy book. I, she gets physically sweaty. You're like, oh, hang on a second. Um, she only stop- vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she only stops getting hot and bothered when Mark calls her over. Like, because he's yeah. such a fucking nerd. He's, he's got that effect, doesn't yeah, he? I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he probably needs more of his nicotine. Um, at the waxwork, the cop heads into the mummy exhibit and ends up helping this cryptologist to open a sarcophagus. Right? He, he grabs the scroll out of the corpse's hands, only to read that whoever desecrates the tomb of Raoul, your ladies, <laughs> <I don't. laughs> will die at the hands of Arnold Voshlu. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, this mummy starts towards them extremely slowly. Uh, and they've got like this helper, like this local helper, uh, and it just stands on his head and crushes it. Yeah, like the wee fanboy yeah. and things. Ziggy's light! <laughs> <laughs> um, and as we it both kind knew of... you were going, we both knew where you were going. Of <laughs> course, you did. Previous episode, <laughs> The Fifth Element, with Gadget. Um, it stands on his head and crushes it, and it's like a slightly less racist Ed Norton. <laughs> Aye, Egypt aye. History X or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe need to give that another run around the table. Um, mm, the cop... Like a grape. <laughs> like a grape. Oh, I Wendy house. Uh, <laughs> the cop heads and gets a gun. And the old man fails to kill this thing with a spear because nothing can be killed by pointy things in these waxworks. Yeah. Um, the detective empties a gun into it uh, before it hoys him and the female character into the tomb and seals it. Now, What's the point of that? Because you're not going to see them in the exhibit. So, like, what does it need them for? 
Yeah, I know. What, Do you know point? what I mean? Why must uh, films like it was John? Why? Like it. <laughs> I did spot, by the way, uh, at this bit, there was a Mexican red kneed tarantula and a boa constrictor, which are both Whoa. only native to a Amer- to South America, not to Africa. <laughs> so I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Lies again. Lies, John. Why the way there lies. just to see a red knees tarantula? <laughs> just to be dashed. Mark and Sarah head to see Sir Wilfred. Who is who, John? Uh, Patrick Mini. The bloke from the Avengers, that's right. Yeah. All I can think was, you're not in the Avengers. Oh, I'm sure you're familiar with the MCU Avengers. Iron Man, the Black Widow. I know. Yeah. The only leather-clad woman I fancied was Mrs. Peel. And why don't superheroes throw bowler hats onto hat stands anymore? Pure <laughs> steed. <laughs> Man, honestly, I just didn't love the Avengers. I really did. Yeah, it was uh, it was something. <laughs> uh, do, oh, maybe we should add onto the list that fucking Sean Connery one. We've not done a Sean Connery film yet. Only we have, no. Uh, where, where he controls the weather. In fact, do you know what? I've never seen it all the way through. I've watched bits of it. And it's been Have terrible. Yeah, because it's Uma Thurman's terrible British accent, isn't it? Aye, uh, true, true, and, um, true. Yeah. All that talent going to waste. All those monkey toes going to waste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah explains to Sir Wilfred the whole story, uh, and the cop's partner heads in to the waxworks and then gets yep. murdered by this big lurch character. It's just fella, isn't it? Absolute yeah. fella. <laughs> uh, David Warner goes mad. It's like, I told you we need them alive! And he starts crying. Like, oh, I, I forget. You're a big boy now. <laughs> like, <laughs> is, is Lurch his son? Are these two characters his children? It's too weird, isn't it? It's like that character in The Burbs, that wee ginger boy yes. man. It's just a pointless character. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, Steed says Mark's grandfather collected lots of artefacts. Uh, Warner had nicked the artefacts, Lincoln, um, uh, and that's how he manages to stay young, by selling his soul to the devil and practising voodoo, which came out of nowhere. You do, you do, you do. (laughs) So well. Um, Each of the trinkets belong to one of the characters from the scenes, even though a number of the characters in the scenes are not real. Yep. And one of them is like a space monster. One of them is a fucking plant thing from current yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it will help bring them back to life. When there are 18 yeah. victims, the bastards will come back and consume the whole world. But what makes it worse is there should have been more There should have been more characters. Uh, Jason Voorhees was ready to be one of the characters, but I don't think he could afford to pay for Oh, really? Right, yeah, okay. So that, makes, that makes it even worse. All these characters are just made up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Village of the Damned, I think, was meant to be one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm, yeah, okay. Questionable. Uh, he tells them to destroy the waxworks that are not yet complete. Uh, after they leave, Sir Wilfred makes a call. Uh, tell them how Mr. Lincoln has been found. It has begun. And you're like, who's he ringing? Uh, we'll, right. we'll, we'll learn. We'll learn. Um, Axe the waxwork, Mark hands Sarah some lighter fu- fuel and a lighter. You see what kind it was? Uh, it was Zippo lighter fuel, wasn't it? Zippo lighter yeah. fuel, yeah. I love a Zippo. Uh, first Zippo pocket lighter was produced in 1933, and it's displayed in a museum in Bradford. Oh! Not, not Bradford oh, right, okay. I was going to say, I thought I'd have seen that. <laughs> uh, lighter fluid is butane, or n- n- naphtha, or charcoal lighter fluid. Uh, Zippo okay. ones are butane. Uh, 
somehow, I'm not entirely sure, people are still dying today from sniffing it. What? Like, drugs are cheap, people. <laughs> Go and get some cheap drugs. Go and get some cheap. We're not saying do that, but don't sniff fucking lighter fuel. I used to love my zipper lighter, but I just didn't like this. Oh, stinks, and your pockets would stink. Yeah, yeah. Aye, your hands would stink if you overfilled it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When you're doing your tricks, no other fluid would fly up near. <laughs> Happy times. Happy times. <laughs> uh, they break into the basement where there's this boiling pot of wax. Right. So. We'll come back to Frying that. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's what I could think of when I saw that. Frying tonight. Oh, uh, in the I main like museum, it. Sarah is drawn to the Marquis de Sade. And she heads in. The Marquis is entertaining this English prince character. Yep. Uh, is it a, it's the is director. Oh, sorry, yes, right. Yeah, it's the director. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, they're talking about breaking Sarah. And I was like, ugh. Uh, they tie her up and he starts whipping her. Right. I f- this is the, the biggest piece of fucking shit scene, not a scene that there, that, that there is. And it's just right. so we can have a baddie. But we've already got Dracula. Surely you don't want anyone, you don't want anyone sexier and badder than Dracula. There's nobody sexier I mean, and badder I mean, than Dracula. Exactly, and he was the king of seduction. Exactly. So why the Marquis de Sade? Uh, the Marquis de Sade, uh, Dantaine Alphonse Francois, uh, the French nobleman, revolutionary politician, philosopher, and writer, famous for his erotic works, which combine philosophical discourse with pornography, sexual fantasies, and an emphasis on violence, suffering, anal sex, child rape, crime, and blasphemy against Christianity. In 1774, he forcibly held five adolescent girls and a teenage boy hostage for six weeks, but was never charged. Because he's white, isn't it? Uh, He was castrated in several prisons and an insane asylum for 32 years of his life. What a piece of shit. (laughs) And what an unattractive man. He looks like non-union Jason Isaacs in this, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he's got that feature, the features, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Billy's been pushed into the Night of the Living Dead, and, he, <laughs> and it goes black oh, and God, white. I? So I, co- I kind of liked this. They're coming yeah, yeah. to get you, Mark. They're coming. Uh, <laughs> but my question here is, right, if Grandpa died in 1948, it was 20 years before the advent of zombie films as we know it, because, like, 1968 was Night of the Living Dead. This looked like Night of the Living Dead, uh, didn't true, it? This is, is it, and, and that's what I'm kind. That's what I'm kind of getting at. White White Zombie, the uh, the the film about voodoo and, and and all that kind of thing. That that was like '46. So arguably, you you can get that. But right. this and and the fucking the the spaceman, the the monster getting the fucking spaceman and fucking feed me Seymour. It makes oh, no sense oh, yeah. later yeah. on at all. No. Um, yeah. So he gets to the barrier and wishes himself out by saying, I don't believe in you. Because that's what Wilfred said. So Wilfred said, doesn't it? Just, just don't believe. Right. If you don't believe in it, it won't happen. Uh, uh, and he then throws himself into the French set uh, and wrestles this fucking flintock from the guards, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, the Marquis has whipped Sarah almost to death. And the prince tells him to finish off the whore. Keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Female listeners, it. both of you, is this hot? Can you tell us? Because we don't fucking. I don't yeah. think this is. This is. 
sexy, this is attractive. I, I, I don't I, want I to treat more, women I, like this. I, I found it more erotic watching her looking at that book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You Keep fucking nerd! <laughs> oh my well, god! Oh my god! Oh, well, oh, well, oh, it's a woman that can read. Oh god! You're, so, you, 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 you're so good for women's rights, John. That's I the got, one thing I, got, I will say. I got, I got myself a reader. <laughs> god, I reference that all the time, but never on this. We got a reader here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Mark saves Sarah from them at gunpoint. Sarah begs for them to save her from him. I know. Like, she's she's so into it. He explains, as long as she doesn't believe it's real, it isn't. They can't hurt her. Uh, Marquis de Sade, your love is king, uh, goes to... Oh, no, that's Marquis de Sade. uh, Goes to shoot Mark. But the bullet and the subsequent blows go through him. With this shitty lightsaber sound, by the way. I hope George Lucas sued them for that. Oh, I did. I, I heard that. I was like, oh, that does, that's, that's going to cost them a fair penny, isn't it? He, he carries Sarah away and back into the real world where they land in front of David Warner and Little and Large. Uh, they grab them and carry them away, just as the other couple, who aren't in the film, come back into the film. <laughs> so they, do. they both head into the marquee and the zombie scenes, and then seconds later we see their corpses in wax. Uh, and this is where all the waxworks come to life and head out of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't get them all, but I did get aliens. This alien thing looked pretty cool. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Pod people I quite liked, uh, which then later is used as um, feed me. Like, feed it's me the same more. same thing, but it, it's a different thing. This snake creature thing, like uh, this little snake creature thing at a circus. I didn't know what that was about. And uh, loads of really weird things, including this fucking devil baby. I there was a nanny with a devil baby behind it. I'm like, what the I loved hell? the devil baby. I was kind of like, hang on a second. The old man was surely dead, what, 20 years before Rosemary's baby came out? Uh, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe, he got, uh, maybe he got something from that fucking rapist uh, director. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there is more, but I just couldn't. There's, yeah, out. there's loads of shit going on. You know, all the ones we've mentioned as well kind of come out. There's this big fight. Um, as Mark and Sarah head into run out, Sir Wilf turns up with Jenkins the butler and an armed mob. Right now, I sp- like they were all really old. Uh, there was definitely a Jack Andor Victor from Still Game. <laughs> oh, yep, all oh, we with the wings on. Yeah, they had their wings on, yeah. didn't they? Uh, and Sir Wilf's in this little motorised car, like Dynamo in the Running Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's got, it's, it's got camouflage painted on it. Yeah, and on, like, on the back it's got these like, go faster fins with fire <laughs> on them. <laughs> hey, Christmas tree head. Hey, light bulb over here. <laughs> it was Davros. <laughs> <laughs> Davros Flatley. Um, so we get a big fight, which is barely choreographed, right? Yeah. China heads to bite Mark, Vampire China, and Jenkins stakes her. Uh, She's not human, you know, sir. She'd been dead a long time, Gavnor. <laughs> and then. What's that go, though? Yeah, absolutely. That's what he's thinking. Sexy vampire ride. Yes, please. Uh, Jenkins then gets stabbed. Give me love to the missus. Get them bastards. What? I know. Missus. Like his mum. Uh, this is where we see Demon Baby get blown away like get shot and just blown away should have just got Louise Woodward to shake it to death 
<laughs> they want to. <laughs> well, it did, didn't it? You know, um, Dracula turns into a bat and tries to fly away. And this was jarring as fuck, by the way. This hand grabs oh, it. Oh my god! And this Clint yeah. voice. <laughs> Just grabs it, didn't it? Yeah. And then big fucking Magnum. Oh, was it? Was it? Was it I don't think it was. No, I didn't do it because you do guns. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> by that time I'd lost, I'd lost it. <laughs> and it doesn't even, it doesn't even do it properly. Like it does, he doesn't say, "Go ahead, make my day." He says, "Come on, make my day," because obviously they don't want to get sued. Uh, yeah. And then he blows its head off, <laughs> which, like, it just you, you would have exploded it at that distance with a magnum. Yeah, but. Um, Dirty Harry, the first Dirty Harry was 71. So, oh, I mean, that's yeah. a fucking reference. Like, it's that, mm-hmm. that reference is like, who's watching that and go, aha, Dirty Harry, yes, yeah, funny. Um, <laughs> the midget gets fed to what was a cross between Audrey 2 and the egg that has the face hugger in it from Alien. And that's yep. when it then goes, feed me. And you're like, oh, possibly you can be <laughs> done. Uh, 1960 horror comedy. <laughs> This really winds you up this song, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it's got, and I've watched it twice. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors is a 1960 horror comedy inspired by 1932 uh, Green Thoughts by John Collier, uh, which is the same name as uh, Carlisle City Council's longest serving councillor. There you go. There's a reference for you. <laughs> there you um, go. Uh, and it's about man eating plant. Um, it was shot on a budget of $28,000. Which would now be uh, two hundred and eighty-one thousand uh, dollars, using a set left from a film, A Bucket of Blood. Uh, it was turned into an off-Broadway musical in nineteen eighty-two and a film in nineteen eighty-six. Cost twenty-five yeah. million dollars, and it made thirty-nine. That's still a good profit, and I, I really enjoy that film, yeah. though. Only a smash hit when it came out on VHS. Uh, yeah, so do I, mate. I I absolutely love it. Uh, I totally rate it. We've, we've, we've told listeners about my reoccurring nightmare about it, so we're not going to do that one again. <laughs> uh, this bloke dressed like Grandpa Joe sets fire at the place. <laughs> All that time in bed, right? he goes to fucking the chocolate factory and then he goes on the uh, the, the sinking boat. Aye. And then the Poseidon, the which was previous episode, <laughs> and now he's here doing this. It's everywhere. Yeah, he is. Grandpa Joe Billy heads to the wax room that we talked about earlier on to have a sword fight with the Marquis de, de Sade. Uh, Warner's watching it from this platform above the wax, and you're like, yeah, okay, because why is that even there? Um, just as the Marquis de Sade's about to kill Mark, Sarah Brightman axes him in the back, throws an axe in his back. God, the war throws It was, room. yeah, boy. Uh, Lincoln draws a gun and is about to shoot them both, so Wilf shows up and shoots him. But instead of him dying right away, he manages to fire off this entire clip, kind of like moving like the woman from the beginning of Tales of the Unexpected. No reference for nobody. It was a reference to nobody. Um, 
he falls into the wax, and there's a moment here when they think he's finished. He jumps up and he grabs Mark. He's like, "Do you want a closer look?" <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> Mark shrugs him off, and he's dead. <laughs> that, that definitely was a frying tonight reference, wasn't it? Was. Tonight. Looks like he's been at the wrong end of some sort of bukkake party here, by the way. I know, it's it's not spaghetti. An Italian bukkake party. All over him, yeah. <laughs> Paraffin wax melts at 39 to 68 degrees centigrade, which I think is probably about 8 million degrees Fahrenheit. Um, And soy wax ranges from 49 to 82 degrees Celsius or 120 to 180 degrees Fahrenheit. You learn something new every day on this show. Well, that's that's the plan. Um, Sir Wilf (laughs) gets werewolfed, doesn't he? Aye, he does. Uh, And Mark and Sarah escape through a window. And you see this model of the waxworks burning down in the background. It's pretty bad, isn't it? The only survivor <laughs> being a zombie hand, which scurries away. Uh, and you're kind of like, okay, and that's how we got the Adams Family film. Got you. That's it. Understood. Yeah. Uh, yep. and the end credits play uh, with It's My Party, and I'll cry if I want to. Which, <laughs> again, I didn't get that at all. Uh, yep. By Leslie Gore. Uh, from 1963, number one in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the US, and number nine in the UK. It didn't chart, John, in the Netherlands. Oh, uh, she recorded a sequel called Judy's Turn to Cry, which details the revenge on Judy. Um, came out two months after It's My Party and reached number five in the US. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the Dutch Top 40, John, the reason it didn't chart, didn't start until 1965. Ah, right. There okay. you go. Good reason, yeah, yeah, so, They've got good taste in music. They apparently they do. <sighs> apparently they do. Oh, right. That's that's all I've got. Uh, well, no, that's that's the film. What have you What have you got left? So uh, I was looking up when the last sort of muskets were used. So apparently they're saying it's probably the Civil War. So it's between 1861 and 1865. I'm sure the Highlander used it well after that. <laughs> his, uh, his showdown. <laughs> uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein she created the story in Geneva in 1816 mm-hmm. and the best ranked Madame Sussaud in the world the second one is the one in Las Vegas but the first one is the one in London and Marie Tussauds was born in 1761 in Strasbourg, France Okay, good stuff uh, I also have some Madame Tussauds stuff French in it uh, first waxwork was made in 1777 and it was Voltaire which I actually do think is that Ships that join together and make the fighting robot. Uh, no, he was the, uh, the, the the French philosopher Voltaire. Um, she was well ahead of her time. There's 25 around the world. The London Museum opened in 1835, and in 1933, London introduced a Hitler one, uh, which in 2016 was removed from the Chamber of Horrors after complaints. Uh, it was replaced by the Thatcher one. It wasn't. Oh, there's not a Thatcher <laughs> one, uh, thankfully. Uh, yeah, I know. Coffee, John. Uh, coffee isn't as bad for you as people make out. Um, about two to five cups a day is linked to a lower likelihood of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, liver and endometrial cancers, Parkinson's disease and depression. Oh, right. Okay. Mm, absolutely. Just cost a fortune for your cost, though. Yeah, just make your own. Uh, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a machine. I've got a machine. Does it for me? I've, I've got a wife. Does it for me? I've got, uh, got staff. <laughs> yeah, we've got the staff. Exactly. Uh, the Sunshine Taxi Co. The Sunshine Cab Co. are not real, but there is a Welsh band called the Sunshine Cab Co. Um, 
Anthony Hickok wrote the, the screenplay in three days, and it fucking shows. It shows. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, possibilities for Sir Wilfred, uh, Michael Goff, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Donald Pleasance were all possibilities. Oof, all would have worked. Yeah, all not that. And the effects artist Bob Keane spent 18 hours a day for eight weeks making the Monstars. Yo, he was keen. <laughs> Indeed he was. While I top them up, John, how many do you think we've got? 87. Oh, it's lower than that. 67. Oh, it's higher than that. 77. 74. 74. 74. Number 73. <laughs> Number 73. Number 73. Jesus. Who is that a reference for? Hey. <laughs> hey, you get ready, get on your feet, get into gear and hit the street. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's the only bit of the song I remember. Oh, I don't remember any of the song. I'm going to have to go on YouTube now and see if I can find any Samantha Samantha Teletubby links. You remember the Teletubbies? <laughs> they had like a, uh, a physical one that used to be, oh, Samantha Teletubbies. Not Teletubbies, Samantha. They weren't called Teletubbies. They were called Telebots. Tele, telebots? Samantha Telebot? Think, Does that sound right? There were three robots. <laughs> that sounds like a safe robot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Telebots, that's what they were called, possibly. Okay, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, if you uh, if you if you like what you hear, you can uh, you can pay us a quid a month, and we will shout you out. Uh, the people that are getting a shout out this week, John. In one, we've got Punk uh, from uh, What the Fuck Do You Want? In two, <laughs> uh, SP Film viewers. Uh, Paul's had a week off this week to play Pokemon, but they're back with some Christmas content soon, Mister and Missus Parks. And coming in at three. <laughs> uh, Mono and Kira from Mono Rants. This week they are talking Night Watch. Uh, I wonder if that holds up, Night Watch. Can we cancel Russian cinema as well as the Russian people, John? Isn't that possible? I don't think you're allowed. Okay. <laughs> and four. You're not even doing the voice. Why have you stopped doing okay. the voice? In four. There you go. It's Nigel Davis, owner of the Wonder Emporium, tabletop accessories. Uh, he listens while he's working producing the models. Find him on Facebook and Etsy by looking up the Wonder Emporium. And at number five... Uh, Dan and Gavin Belson, the Be Here with Belson podcast, uh, having a little group chat with them about the uh, football at the moment. And uh, congratulations to Gavin on his new job. And six. Aaron from Z1 Podcast, an audio drama about zombies surviving marriage. And at seven. Joe, Hallmark of Greatness podcast. Uh, we've just done Cue the Winged Serpent and we're about to do some fucking Christmas heist film i don't know what is going on with that so i'll be watching that tonight for this week's episode in it uh josh wilson super familiar with the wilsons uh josh and amanda are talking about their thanksgiving plans this week and what they've done for thanksgiving and it's seven uh gadget stig and biggie from modern escapism they've all been on now a lot of them have been oh, on. Yeah. By the we, way, we to, I've really, really upset Oodles, Modern Escapism, by uh, saying he's never going to be on. <laughs> and he's listed <laughs> loads of Yorkshire films that he wants to cover. Uh, but he says, my first choice would be The Full Monty. I'm like, well, somebody oh, doesn't listen. Totally somebody doesn't yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's mates are on. Yeah, so, Candy, if you're listening to this, please come on first, just so we can upset Oodles a bit more. <laughs> that, would be, that would be good. Where are we? Oh, I don't know. Just in a number. Pick a number. In nine. There you go, probably. Uh, <laughs> it's a cuddly toy. Uh, Ian and Maria, Cult Connections podcast. They've just finished Andor. It was brutal. It was beautiful. It's, it's my, it, I think it's the best Star Wars thing since the last Star Wars thing. <laughs> and I say that for uh, everyone. They're all great. 
Ambulance Special Prize. Uh, the uh, arseholes that have got nothing to uh, to promote. Phil, Ian, Gav, and research assistant extraordinaire, Rachel, who is now on Twitter. You're not even on Twitter, and Rachel's on Twitter, by the way. I know. Uh, she's on Twitter at 100thingsray, R-A-E, at 100things, R-A-E. And she is... Uh, she's. She's got more followers than us. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So thank you to all those lovely people. Uh, I am going to be recording some stuff in the next few weeks as bonus things. If you uh, if you want some new bonus stuff, we're going to be doing some facts, lies, and rock and roll. So you're going to be getting some of that in your ears. Ah, uh, John, what are we going to be doing next week? So, as a bit of a favourite of yours, and we're going to put 100% towards this yep. one, it is In Bruges. Oh, man. Michael McDonough's best, I think, yeah, by a country mile. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll be back next week with that. But for now, he's been John. I've been Planty. It's been 74 things we learned from Waxwork. See ya. See you guys. See you guys.